the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you will never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called being imitators of Christ. The Bible teaches us what all of us who are born again believers ought to do. That is, keep our eyes on Jesus in order to successfully accomplish everything that he's called us to be and do. By watching Jesus, we can see what we should be like and what we should act like. Jesus gives us clear and complete understanding about how a child of God is supposed to conduct themselves in life. Through watching Jesus, we can see how we Christians should and should not live this Christian life. That is, if we're going to represent him properly like we're all supposed to do. It's what we all should endeavor to do. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called being imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. That's our call right there. Praise God. But see, it means another thing too. That he says, now are we the sons of God. And so since he said, now are we the sons of God, we're not going to become like him when he comes and get us. We like him now. But the problem is, is most of us don't know that we like him now. And because we don't know we like him now, we don't act like him now. We don't conduct ourselves like he do. We don't walk this life like he does too. But we live a life that's totally the opposite of what he is, even though right now we already like him. When you got boned again, <laughs> Spirit of the Lord moved in on the inside of you and recreated you back into the image and likeness of God. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away and all things have become new and all things are of God. Which means when you look on the inside of you, you see the things that are of God. That you are just like God. You're created just like God in his image and after his likeness. My God, this is exciting me. But yet you cover with all this flesh. All this natural is all over thee. God wants you to understand who you really are. So that you can see him for who he is and realize you, that that's who you are as he is. So you can see him for who he is and realize that that's who you are as he is. Now, if we're going to look at him at that time and see that we just like him, but now we the sons of God, we're supposed to be able to look at ourselves now and see that we just like him. Which means the same way he lives, we're supposed to be able to live now. The same way he conducts himself, we're supposed to be able to do now. That's one of the reasons why we need to see him as we are and see him as he is. Now, trust, now listen, 
Now, you're going to be able to see him as he is when he comes and splits the sky to come get you and I. But you don't have to wait till then because these scriptures right there tell you who he is. It shows you who he is. It tells you his mind. It tells you his thinking. It tells you the way he does what he do. He tells you activities, even words he said, just so that it can be imitated by me and you, which means that we don't have to wait till then to be able to see that we just like him. We can be able to do it now by looking in the word of God and begin to learn in the word of God. So that we can find out through this word of God that this is who we're supposed to be. This is who we're supposed to conduct ourselves as. And this is the way we're supposed to live and conduct ourselves in life. Verse 3 says, And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure. Which means those of us who are born again, we're still supposed to be purifying ourselves. In fact, it's got, it says purify it. It doesn't just say purify. It says purify it. Anytime you see the E-T-H at the end of the word, it's not just there for you to spit on people while you say it. Praise God. It's actually there meaning continuous process, which means that you do it and keep on doing it. You do it and keep on doing it, which means that this ain't a one-time thing. No different than it is in the natural. You don't wash yourself one time and say, I'm clean. And then two weeks later say, I did wash myself back two weeks ago. Praise God. You don't, no, 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 you don't do that. This is a continuous process. You got to wash yourself daily. Sometimes multiple times per day. Especially when the heat is on in San Antonio, which is all the time, except for maybe one and a half months. Praise God. Praise God. You got to wash yourself on a regular basis. Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. That's why we always on water restriction here in San Antonio. Hey man, it ain't, it, 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 it ain't because of the fact that there ain't a lot of water. It's because there's a lot of washing going on. Praise God. You know, where people got to clean themselves on a regular basis. A lot of showers and stuff going on. Praise God. But anyway, the point of raising is we got to clean ourselves continuously, which means we need to purify ourselves. That word purifieth right there, praise God, is a powerful word. The word purify means to make clean. Figuratively, it means to sanctify. That's both ceremonially and morally. God wants us to sanctify ourselves. That word sanctify is talking about set apart and dedicate for one's use. Set apart and dedicate for one's use. I'm speaking real good right here. This is one of the problems that exists in the body of Christ, unfortunately, but it's being corrected in the body of Christ because God's waking his church up right now and getting them to do that. And understand that you as a Christian are supposed to be living a dedicated life. So you have to dedicate yourself to Christianity. This ain't something you can do haphazardly. You have to dedicate yourself to Christianity. Now, this ain't no struggle. This ain't no difficulty. But it's just a matter of do you want to do this thing or not? Because if you want to do this thing, you got to dedicate yourself to it. If I was to dedicate myself to run a marathon, praise God, and I come and tell y'all, hey, I'm going to run this marathon, praise God, then you ain't supposed to see me over at Whataburger, praise God, filling my, filling my face with burgers and shakes and french fries. Are you listening to me? Because I ain't going to be able to run that race filled up with burgers and shaked and french fries. Are you listening to me? I ain't going to 26 miles. I'm going to end up probably going a mile and a half and fall over to the side and stop at the nearest Whataburger as I'm passing by and be like, that's it, that's that's it. Let me reward myself for my mile and a half that I ran. Praise God. Eating another Whataburger and some steaks and that. Why? Because if I choose to be able to run that race that I'm supposed to run, I have to now dedicate my life. I begin to narrow down what goes down on the inside of me. I begin to narrow down my activities and I not stop doing some of the things that I wasn't doing before I became dedicated. Well, as a Christian, you learn to dedicate your life discipline yourself in life and begin to start living a life that allows you to be able to win this race that God has in store for you. You got to discipline yourself. 
Now, people don't like that idea, but it's true. In fact, that's, who Jesus, that's what Jesus calls us, his disciples. The word disciples means learners, studiers, ones who, who, who pay attention and, and become masters of a particular thing. But it comes from the same word that we get our word discipline from, which means you have to discipline yourself. If you want to be good in school, you got to become a disciplined individual. If you want to be good in whatever you study, you have to become a disciplined individual. In fact, that's one of the reasons why most folk don't, folk don't do good in school. It's not because they're not intelligent. It's because they're not disciplined. It's not because they don't have the capacity. It's because they're not disciplined. It's not because they don't have the know-how or the smarts. I know you've been lied to by some teacher a long time ago said you're dumb, but you ain't dumb. You're very smart. You're very intelligent. Praise God. Yes, you are. You, I'm telling the truth. You're very intelligent. You're created in God's image and likeness. Ain't nothing dumb about you. Praise God. But what you are is undisciplined. You keep living what you was living before you started studying. Are you listening to me up in here? If you get ready to go to a school, you're going to have to cut some things out in order to be able to dedicate the time to be able to study stuff. So that you can learn the stuff that you're supposed to do. It ain't enough that you just attend class. You got to learn what was presented in the class. That's why you keep flunking. It ain't because you ain't smart. It's because you ain't disciplined. Well, see, God wants his people to become disciplines. We keep flunking in Christianity because we ain't disciplined. But God is raising up a church that is disciplined and ain't, and ain't, ain't bothered by it, too. Especially when we win that race and hold up that trophy, too, praise God. Then we're going to be excited about we were disciplined and did what we were supposed to do. Are you listening to me up in here? God wants some disciplined people up in here. Amen. You got to discipline yourself as a child of God. Don't think you can live all any old loosey-goosey life as a Christian. I'm saved now. It really don't matter what I do. You are, that's a life in the pit of hell. Who told you that? Now that you're a Christian, now you're supposed to become disciplined. I said now you're supposed to become disciplined. You was undisciplined before. Now you're disciplined now. You was living any old kind of thing before do anything and anybody. Come on up in here. But now you discipline and you hold it to the particular people that you're supposed to. I'm preaching, praise God. I'm teaching too, praise God. God said, I need you to purify your life. Even as he is pure. Which means that that's the level to the which we're supposed to do it to. So in case you're saying, well, I'm doing it, you ain't doing enough. If you ain't matching what he did. Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. I'm doing some. Well, that's nice. Pat yourself on the back and get up and get moving forward. Because God wants you to do some more. Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. Now, the verses 4 through what we're about to read, 4 through about 6, 7, 8, those are the ones that tells us how it is we're supposed to live pure and remain innocent in Christ. How we should do it. Because here's one thing for the Lord to tell us to do something. It's a whole nother world for us to know how to do it. I thank God we got a God that don't just tell us this is what he expects of me and you. But he also tells us how to do and what it takes to do what he said do. So that we don't just get an information that we don't have any way of being able to make happen. But we get a word from God, explanation from God, teaching from God on how to make it happen. Let's start reading verse 4. He says, whosoever committed sin transgresses the law. Also transgresses also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. And ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him, sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth, hath not seen him, neither known him. Little children, let no man deceive you, trick you, run gank on you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. And he that committeth sin is all the devil. For the devil, amen, excuse me, but that's just the way I learned it from a long time ago, praise God. It's all the devil. I remember when I used to go to church with my mom a long, long time ago, praise God. That's what the preacher used to say. They're the devil. I used to be like, dang. 
So I apologize, you know, if every time I get to that spot, that's what comes out, because that's what was put in for years. They are the devil. Anyway, back to my point. Verse 8, he that committed sin is all the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin. Because he is born of God. And he cannot sin because he is born of God. He doesn't say that he doesn't want to sin. He don't even just doesn't choose to sin. But he cannot sin. Cannot means you don't have the ability. Which means there's a place that you can get to, brothers and sisters, where you, that you can hit in your life born again. I got anybody here born again. I got anybody here sons of God. There's a place that you can get in your life from that point forward. You cannot sin. Don't have the ability to sin. Amen. It ain't no struggle mm, and biting on your bottom lip and biting your finger and stuff like that. Taking cold showers and stuff like that and, 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 and wearing out my tan line all the time, praise God. There's a place that you can get to, praise God, where they ain't got to be like that. Because God has set you free to be a son of God. So that you can then be, have yourself delivered from that to the point that you don't even have to deal with that no more. To the point that it ain't no problem no more. Now you can walk through your life free like God always intended for it to be before. Are you listening to me up in here? The word of God says you can get to that point. And I can look at some of your eyes. It's glassing over right now. It's looking like, brother, please. Can't nobody be like that. Can't nobody do like that. Well, God seems to think that. Praise God. Go back to 1 John chapter 2. Hallelujah. He seems to think that. I go with what he say. I don't go with what everybody else say. Praise God. Well, everybody going to sin. No, you don't. No. 1 John chapter 2. Catch myself. Praise God. First John chapter two. Once again, it's written to believers. That's why he says, my little children. Who's he writing to? His little children. He's talking to you. He said, my little children, these things write unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the father. That's Jesus Christ, the righteous. Let me read that again. My little children, these things write unto you that you sin less. That, that you sin not as much as you used to. But you know you're still going to sin sometimes too. That she's sin not. Everybody say not. not. Which means that's a, good, you can, a place you can get to in your life where you do not sin. Why? Because these things were written so that you don't sin. He's got a place that you can get to that sin doesn't even have to happen to you. Well, that's not true. Well, come on, let's, read it, let's finish reading him. He said, we're still in verse 1. My little children, these things write unto you that ye sin not. And when any man sin, and when any man sin, why y'all keep saying if? If means it's a contingency. If means it doesn't have to be. If means it could either be yes or no. It can be that way or not so. That's what if means. You're saying that everybody is going to sin. So that means if couldn't be there. It's got to be when. It's got to be when every man sin, because if everybody's going to sin, it's got to be when everybody sin. Because since everybody's going to sin, it's like when you're going to sin. That's the question. Not if you're going to sin, because you got to sin. Only reason why that word if is there, because sin don't have to be there. That's why I said if any man sin. 
we have a, an advocate with the Father, which means I've given you an advocate that can be able to get you through, even if a mistake is made by you, but a mistake don't have to be made by you because I wrote these scriptures so that you don't have to sin, which means when you get the word of God in you like it's supposed to be, when you begin to start living your life according to the word of God like God planned for thee, then you'll be in a position in life where you do not sin in life. Are you listening to me up in here? Where you get a chance to be free and free indeed. Free not just in word, but free indeed. Free not just in what you say, but what you do every day. You'll be free indeed. Anybody here want to be free indeed? Praise God. Well, then that's why he wrote that word for you. Because you have a loving father that loves you enough to be able to give you the ability to never get caught up in that stuff that you was caught in before. To never have to deal with that nonsense no more. No longer drama, baby drama mama, baby daddy drama mama. Has the, has the test come back so I can find out who they daddy mama? We ain't got to be dealing with all that kind of foolishness no more. Don't get mad at me while I teach real good up in here. We ain't got to be wondering whether or not today I'm a man and tomorrow I don't know what to do with my hand. We ain't got to be dealing with all of this stuff. Are you listening to me up in here? I ain't got to be wondering whether I got who I identify with, whether I'm a man or a woman or tomorrow, today I'm a man and tomorrow I'm a woman. I, I don't know which one I is, so just make everything unisex. The devil is a liar. Are you listening to me up in here? God made a man a man. He made a woman a woman. Are you listening to me up in here? And you don't know which one you are, go to the bathroom. It'll tell you everything you want to know. Hallelujah. From that point forward, it's settled. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Hallelujah. God gave us a word so that we can... I told you 11 o'clock was going to go with this. And then I, God gave us a word so that we can know what to do. And how to live this thing out like we're supposed to. So we ain't got to be caught up in all that foolishness. I'm trying, come on, give me that thing. That's what I'm talking about. I, that's why he gave it to us. So we ain't got to get caught up in all of that. Are you listening to me up in here? Go back to 1 John chapter 3. Thank God for the word. Somebody say thank God for the word. Let's go back to verse 4. He said, whosoever committeth sin transgresses also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. He's telling you what sin is. It's the transgression of the law. The word transgression means to go beyond the stated boundaries. To go beyond the stated boundary. And that's what the law sets up is the stated boundaries. The word law means teachings. It means doctrines, which means God gives you teachings and doctrines that you should be able to live your life by. Because that's why he got us a Bible so that we can, on this we can rely. We can know that this is the truth and this is what we're supposed to live according to. So we don't worry about what public opinion is. We only want to know what the word is that's his. Because once we know what he says about a matter, then that's what we're supposed to do with the matter. Then the boundary is supposed to live our life by. See, when God delivered you, that one of the things that word deliver means is to bring into safety. To bring into safety. Well, God wants to bring you into safety, but safety is within the parameters of the word that he gives you. That if you live within the parameters of the word that God gives you, safe is what you're going to be and safe is what you're going to do. But if you decide to step outside of the parameters of what God said to you, you are now in the line of fire, in the crosshairs of the devil, and he can be able to take you out anytime he wants to. Are you listening? Or play with you until he threw. That's why God's trying to deliver us into the parameters of his word and be able to live according to what he heard. But if we transgress, go beyond the stated boundaries. Notice I said stated boundaries, not unclear boundaries, stated boundaries, not boundaries. I didn't know nothing about, but stated boundaries that God states what his boundary is. He don't leave it up to me and you to be able to figure it out for ourselves. Because the Bible says that every man thinks he's right in his own eyes. Are you listening to me? The Bible says there's a way that seemeth unto that seemeth uh, right. But the end thereof is the is, is a ways 
of death, ways of death. There's a bunch of ways of death can come at you. If you just do one thing, you ain't supposed to do. That's why God said, I love you enough to give the parameters that you should walk within and live this thing out like I tell you to and everything else. See, sin is stepping outside of the stated boundaries. It's stepping outside of the stated boundaries. Why? Because these things were stated. They were written so that you don't sin. So that you don't have to be able to do that. You choose to go outside of that. That's what you're going to do. He said that's the one that commits sin. That word commit right there means to make or do. To make or do. Which means if you make, make a sin or do a sin or do something you ain't supposed to do, then that's what happens. But it's in the widest sense. That's why it also translates some other things too that's powerful. It also translates continue. Which means that this is the person that will continue to sin. We ain't talking about somebody just made a mistake one time and then they messed it up and you know, stuff like that. We ain't talking about that. We're talking about somebody that just continue to sin. In fact, it means continue and continue without delay. This is the person that continues without delay. Which Now see, you're delayed because something is holding you back. You're delayed because something is slowing you down. But this person is moving forward with nothing slowing them down. They just running smack dab into some stuff. I mean, head first into stuff. They picking up speed. <laughs> trying, trying to get to some sin. Are you listening to me up in here? Like we used to do. Come on, you know that was y'all. On your way to some sin. Can't wait to get there. Praise God. Verse 4. He said, whoever committed sin, that's the dude that's transgressing also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. And ye know that he, who, that he was manifest, speaking of Jesus, he was manifested to take away our sins. In him is no sin. So he's, Jesus came to take away our sin. So if we were sinning and it was taken away, we ain't even got it to sin no more. God said, I want to take it away from you. That word take away right there means to, to life up. It actually means to lift up, but it, it translates also to life up. I like that. It means to lift up. Let's start with lift up. He, God wants to lift you up. But in order to lift you up like he wants you to do, he needs to life you up. That's why he wants to fill you with the word of God, which is full of life. Because when he fills you with the word of God, which is life, God wants to life you up. Somebody say, Lord, life me up. Praise God. Because when you life you up, you lightens you up because you're the children of light. And as he lightens you up, you begin to go up into the life that God has in store for you. Because you're stuck in this world living like the rest of the world do. But God wants to life you up. Everybody say, life me up. God want to life you up and take you into a new life that he has in store for you. Far above all the principalities and powers and rulers of darkness in this world. Far above all the foolishness that everybody else is going through. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you're seeing that one of the many things that God wants us to do is to be imitators of Him in all that we do. I hope that you're not only seeing that that's what He wants us to do, but that we do what we need to do to become the imitators of God like He wants all of us to be and do. We should learn how to and do what we learn to do to become more like the God who loves and who saved me and you. That's what I'm going to do. I hope you do the same thing too. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. 
Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. We also invite all the other adults in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Young Adult Fellowship this evening. It's called GAA. That's short for Generation Anointed and a Fire. GAA is a young adult ministry with a different flavor for a different generation. It's a ministry for young adults, ages 18 through 30-ish, who come together to celebrate the awesomeness of being young, brilliant, beautiful, born again, and fired up for Christ. Fellowship starts at 7 p.m. and then lasts until they go home. AGW be hanging. Childcare is provided at no charge. And VIP transportation service is available for this too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be so glad you did. It's just good to find some other young saints who are also walking this thing out God's way. Whoever thought that being young and saved is boring must not know G-Dub. And don't forget saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's absolutely no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, I want to say to all of you from the bottom of my heart, Thank you. You blessed us in ways that we never asked or expected you to do. The Bible says, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. Well, since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know God's not going to be mocked concerning you. God's going to do for each and every one of you exactly what he said in his word that he would do. That is, he's going to make sure you reap what you sow. So we thank God in advance for all the blessings that we know are coming your way because of your being the blessing that you've been to all of us in each and every way. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do. That is, be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.